The following podcast contains spoilers for Under the Shadow. You have been warned! What's up, everybody, and welcome back to KFR News Radio. This is your host, Glenjamin Button, along with your host, Me G- Me Gusto. Hello. I don't even think those were words that I just spoke at the end. I, I got what you're it, saying. Like stutters. I feel like people end. who who listen to us enough understand that, that, you know, you They're gave like, me... Oh, yeah, he did just say Miguel Magusto. Yeah, you gave me a nickname that is kind of like cultural appropriation. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I think about that anytime I try to tell someone that my... Uh, my name, my only nickname I've ever been given is Miguel Magusto. But uh, <laughs> well, it's just got some more zing to it. So it I does. Like it. it does. I'm not claiming that I am Hispanic in any way. I'm probably one of the whitest people ever. It's like uh, but, it's like people call me Glenjamin Button, but I'm not yes. a really old man turning into a really small child. Or are you? I'm just a man child <laughs> at all times. How's your week been, Glenn? Uh, it's not bad. It's getting a little, getting a little warm around, getting a little toasty. A little toasty. Uh, yeah. I didn't really watch much. I watched one uh, series besides our movie. Uh, so you know, I'm, I'm keeping busy. I just cleaned the whole house. God help me. Uh, <sighs> I'm going crazy. Stir crazy. Going crazy. Yeah. Help. So you only watched Under the Shadow then? Uh, yes. Okay. Well, I did not go as crazy as last week where I watched thirteen movies. I kind of got back to normal here. I watched okay. uh, five, including. <laughs> Uh, under the shadow that's normal for me let's uh-huh. let's be honest that's a lot for you normal for me um uh but i was playing my switch a lot so that's probably why i didn't it was a kudos you did you did a lot i did in, a lot in that so far yeah uh and then so the first one i watched is a documentary i believe it was like a tv documentary but it was feature length so i decided to include it called mm-hmm. shackleton's captain uh it's a documentary about this uh this trek this journey these people took to the antarctic in pre-world war one so was that like i forget the exact years like 1913 or something like that uh world war one i believe started in 1915 or 1916 but this was before that um and their ship got trapped in the ice and they were there for like over a year and if no, if anybody died, they did not good did not do a good job of saying people died because I'm pretty <laughs> sure no one died. Uh, unfortunately, a cat and dogs died though, and that is honestly more devastating than if people died. That's so, actually pretty impressive, especially that time. Yeah, I'd rather the dogs live though, when oh, there's yeah. just like a dog colony on Antarctica right now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, <laughs> then I watched. Uh, a movie on Amazon called Troop Zero with my uh, favorite actress, Viola Davis. Uh, and this movie had no business being as emotional as it was. <laughs> uh, it's essentially like about this re- reject um, Girl Scout troop. They're not the Girl Scouts, but they're like Girl Scout adjacent yeah. uh, in Georgia. And they're trying to get they're trying to win <laughs> this like kind of like a pageant thing Uh to have their voice recorded on the record that went into space. It takes place around that time when NASA was trying to get a, a record of people talking and singing for, uh, you know, that satellite that's going through space right now. Yeah. Um, and, it's, dude, it, it fucking broke me. It was... <laughs> Viola Davis will do Viola, that to Yeah, you. Viola Davis. It was, it was very good. Jim Gavigan delivers, like, an astonishing dramatic performance. And I, oh, wow. 
it's a shame that it's on Amazon because I feel like not enough people are appreciating it because yeah. if it was in theaters, I feel like more people would be talking about it. But he really delivers. Um, so Troop Zero on Amazon, if anyone wants to check that out, I highly suggest it. Uh, then I watched Love Antosha, which is the documentary about uh, Anton uh, – why can't I remember his Yelchin? name? Right? Yelchin, yeah. I couldn't remember his last name. Uh, it's a documentary about him that his parents helped make, and it's uh, – very sad, but uh, kind of beautiful. See how many people he touched in such a small, a short amount of time. Yeah. Um, like there's people that only worked with him like once that were talking about him like he was their best friend, and it's just yeah, to have that was, kind of impact. he was on the rise too, and it, it it is a huge shame that he was cut short of uh, yeah being able to do a lot more. Yes, definitely. Um, then I watched Under the Shadow, which we'll talk about. And then just now I finished the 1931 or 32 uh, film, The Mummy, directed by Carl Freund. It's the wow. original uh, um, mummy movie. Uh, and there's actually a lot in it that you can tell was taken for the 90s version with Brendan Fraser. Um, not a lot, but like the scene where uh, Imhotep is being mummified. Yeah. They stole that sh- like that sequence pretty much shot for shot uh, from this movie, and it's actually in- like incredible to see. Like I haven't seen the Mummy in probably about a year or so, but like mm-hmm. I was just like, I know this this shot right here. I know exactly what's gonna happen. Um, yeah, it was really cool. So didn't we so- KFR it? Huh? Didn't we KFR the Mummy? Yeah, we did. Oh boy, uh, it's a shelf boy, of course. It is a shelf um, beautiful bastard. If it's not, we fucked up, and yeah. it should be a shelf boy. <laughs> I would just say that it, I'm not even looking. I just assume that it is. Uh, but yeah, that's all I watched for this week. Let's get into some news, Glenn. What is your news? I know you had a exciting bit of news you want to get into. Oh, it's exhilarating. It's going to take a long time to go over, too, um, right? Pretty, pretty much. Um, so. For the last, what, what, like two years, people have been ranting and raving about a Snyder Cut for the Justice League movie. Uh, if we all can remember back in our, our youths when it first released, it was abysmal shit. Uh, <laughs> at least in my opinion. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, it was not good. It, it, it wasn't as good as it nearly could have been. There was a lot of good moments. I, for myself, had like three good moments. But after all the uh, ranting and raving, people are finally getting the Zack Snyder Cut director's cut film justice and i can't take credit for this but i read it somewhere that i can't remember uh that uh, it just goes to show if you annoy a company long enough Mm -hmm. you will get what you want um so uh so yeah the snyder cut will be released on hbo max in 2021 so all that ranting and raving and we still aren't going to get it for another year yeah Um, what i don't understand is how good do people think the other one's gonna be it's not like they reshot the entire movie yeah like i i completely like i'm a filmmaker so i understand that editing can really fix a lot of problems but the problems for justice league for me were not was not the editing the editing was fine sure a few sequences were awkward that i know joss whedon added but from uh, from what I understand, I'm, I've got the article in front of me. But from what I, one of my buddies told me, there's like so much that they they shot, but uh, because of some complications, and by that I'm pretty sure I mean Zack Snyder's daughter's death. Yeah. Um, he had to step away from the film, obviously, and yeah. Warner Brothers did the best they could from you know putting it together. Uh, so there's a lot that Zack Snyder was able to do before. I think I don't I don't I don't know. But the cut's gonna be three and a half hours long. 
and it's not coming out until 2021. And I can tell you right now, uh, three and a half hours, I believe The Watchmen is just shy of three hours. Yeah. The Watchmen had a good story there to begin with to warrant that length. Yes. This is not that good of a story. The story's the I, same. I don't think, like, I've been telling, lately I've been not having any hope for, well, I won't say any hope, but I've not had much hope for Warner Brothers in their superhero franchise so far. Yeah. Um, I I honestly don't think it's going to be much better. I think it will be a little better for sure, but I don't yeah, think it's yeah. going to be much better. I think it'll go from an F to like a C minus in yeah. our our minds. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, who knows? I I, I so, don't care that, enough. I can't promise that I'll watch it because I don't yeah. care enough. But we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I'll watch um, it, but I I don't. I'm not gonna yeah. go out of my way to. Um, yeah. And now that they finally were like, yeah, we got the Snyder cut. We got the Snyder cut. It's coming out. Can we get the Suicide Squad cut? <sighs> Stop. Just, the problem just. with the Suicide Squad was not the fact that they cut a lot of Joker out. It's just, it's that Jared Letter's Joker was terrible. Mm-hmm. Like it was dumb. It was stupid. I don't know how more clear I can be about that. Like, oh, he's he's a gangster. Cool. Uh-huh. Good for him. So, and that's <sighs> that's an older movie. They had plenty of time to do that. Uh, yeah. Just let it be. Let Just it be. Let, yeah. let it be. Yeah, that did not have the same problems that that uh, Justice League had. Yeah. Um, as far as like you know, the um, the Snyder having to leave and everything. Yeah. Other than that, that's all I got. I got a little piece of news. Uh, it's not film related though. I hope you're okay with that. Yes. <laughs> so on June fifth. All of Pennsylvania's counties are moving to the yellow phase, which means we can finally hang out. And you know what that means for you, Glenn? Smoked meats. I love me some smoked meats. We can smoke you some meats, and that Mm -hmm. is the best news that you've ever heard. I can tell you that much. Honestly, I'm already drooling. Hold on. (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) So with that being said, (laughs) let's jump back into the topic of Under the Shadows. Under the Shadow. Or under shadow, yes, singular, not plural. Under the shadow. In Kufti and I made a hamidur be at Balisarima. But why not? Um, Under the Shadow, directed by Babak Anvari, uh, written by the same human being, uh, stars, uh, oh, here we go, hold on, <laughs> <clears throat> stars Nargis Rashadi, uh, Avin Manshadi, uh, Babi Nadiri, uh, and so I don't, uh, disregard anybody uh arash Mernardi. there's a lot of like oddies uh, not being a aram there's actually it's not it's not really a huge cast there's there's only like five people who are constantly in it yeah um under the shadow yeah um as a mother and daughter struggle to cope with the terrors of post-revolution uh war-torn taran of the 1980s a mysterious evil being See, there it goes again. It's, it's that same evil beings to haunt their home. Evil begins. Yeah, the, whoever oh, wrote fuck. this. <laughs> whoever, uh, a mysterious evil begins to haunt their home. 
You know, I'm glad. So, like, is it, I'm whoever glad we're wrote this, we can barely. <laughs> whoever wrote this, did they mean to say a mysterious evil begins? Because that does make sense if you read it correctly. Yeah. But it could also be a misspelling of a mysterious evil being. Oh, yeah, I guess there is no begins. So a mysterious evil begins to haunt their home. Uh, We got there. We got there, Glenn. We're going to put the Snyder Cut on that that, uh, synopsis right there. Yes, yes, we are. It's going to be three and a half hours long. It's going to be perfect. Uh, So, so yeah, I'm going to let you start. This was on Netflix, and you know what they should do? Hmm. Sponsor us. Netflix sponsor us. Um, so yeah, I I chose this movie because I rarely ever see anything from like Iraq, Iran, like that territory, uh, yeah, type of movie. And I gotta say, I'm a little impressed. Um, this was this was much uh, better than I expected it to be. Uh, Agreed. Not that I wasn't expecting it to be bad, but like it's American horror films have like a tendency of just being par to not good. Yeah, because they know it's quick cash. They know that. The, the horror cult following is strong enough where you throw enough at them, they'll keep going. Yeah. Um, and th- the failures will make uh, will be made up by the uh, the the winners in a way. And, and it's hard to try to pick horror movies after you've watched so many American ones. Yeah. Like there there's really good foreign ones that we've we've seen. There's obviously plenty. Um. So like when, coming from like the American ones, you're like okay, but there's only. So few good ones. So I was like, you know what? Let's pick this one. It's got some good reviews. And you know what, man? I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, me I'm too. Impressed, man. Yeah. Um, specifically with the main a- actress, um, uh, Nargis Rashadi, Rashidi. I really liked her a lot. Yeah, she was great. I, I thought she she did a great job. Um, one thing I was shocked. I don't. I I know this was also produced by. Uh, Qatar or Kater, however you pronounce it, and Jordan. And just because I know, I mean, it's obviously not as bad in Iran as, you know, American media wants us to think it's as bad as. Yeah. Um, but I do know that in the, I don't know if it's still a thing is what I'm trying to say, but uh, my understanding, and this could be a completely ignorant understanding, and I completely acknowledge that, was that, you know, they were very strict on the uh, women having covered heads mm-hmm. uh, thing. Um, and they do display that. But I, I'm kind of curious how, if this was produced by an Iranian company or producer, how, how you know, if, if it was aired in Iran, like if, if that's allowed. Yeah. Um, again, com- could be a completely dumbass American ignorant statement there. It, it's just something that crossed my mind. I fully acknowledge i don't know anything about the middle east um well not nothing but this mostly probably very I mean, altered yeah, by... also in comparison they were filming in 1980s uh yeah well, filming for the 1980s era yeah that's, a, what that's it is now so it could be a one, little bit different that's very true that's the one nitpick i had with it is that it didn't really feel like the 1980s yeah i mean like um, i could see it a little bit now but like i just assumed they had stuff from back then instead of you know that being in the 1980s completely. yeah yeah like it's it's i i'm not saying like the the cars were on point and stuff but mm-hmm. it's just the, the and again this is something that where the countries could have been different in the 80s the wardrobe did not feel like the 80s um yeah. not even not even in like the 
the biggest thing I can or the the closest thing I can say is that like the waist on her pants was more modern than it would have been in in America at least in the eighties. Yeah. Um. So it did kind of break that for me, but again, I kind of let that go because I was not alive in America in the eighties, let alone <laughs> Iran, uh, except for you know three months of the eighties. Yeah. Um. That's the only nitpick I had. The the one thing that I felt was a great way to start is, you know, this movie starts with her trying to get back into school, mm-hmm. uh, talking to the dean and everything, and uh, um, a bomb goes off, like, a couple miles away. You can see it in the window. You see, you feel the rumble. It shakes the windows. And naturally, as most people would, she looks over at it, and the dean just doesn't react to it yeah. at all. That really was a great, quick world-building um for for this film where just in is a single instance you in that scene alone you you know who she is you know what her her purpose is you know what kind of world she lives in and you know how people around her react to that yeah. world that was a brilliant scene a brilliant way to go about that and i i just i couldn't get over how chilling that whole scene was just how he just didn't react at all that was so so well done yeah, it's it's such an emotion, just like how normal it is for just bombs to go off and like missiles yeah. to be like landing on buildings and stuff like that. Yeah, and uh, I mean it's kind of it's pretty terrifying to even mm-hmm. like think about that. That's just normal for somebody. Yeah. And, uh I guess back in the eighties, that's how that's how it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I the I, another thing that I, I noted in this movie is that it didn't really have any jump scares, or uh, at the very least, not from music. Um, you know, it had like screams and stuff that would kind of make you jump, but it never accentuated or rarely accentuated those moments with loud music that would make you jump no matter how tough you are. Um, and that's something that, you know, it's become a trope in America is just constant like, oh, it's a cat. So we're going to add a lot of music, uh, to make people jump for a cat and kind of put them in the headspace. It, It doesn't work in my opinion. It's cheap. Uh, and this was really well. They they only made they they still made those moments, but without music. It was just with what actually happened. Um, like I think someone jumps down behind her, like not trying to scare her at all. Nothing really interesting is going on. It's just the sound of it. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I tried to like count the amount of jump scares there would be, like just loud music or anything like that. And mm-hmm. I think there was only really one. The rest were just natural jump scares. Yeah, and it was a dream, I believe, if if it's the one I'm yeah, thinking mo- of. Most of them were dream states, um, like where a hand comes through a window, or like a like I had like hands come out from under the bed, or like yeah. even teeth coming out of a hood. <laughs> yeah, just a like a tooth head. I don't yeah. like a, it, like everything was good. I forget what the actual jump scare was, but it was just just a loud noise. The one for me was she was looking out the window and a hand came through a window. That's yeah. the that's the one I was thinking of. I don't know if it's the same one. Uh, there might have been another one where yeah, that one that one made sense because the hand was busting through glass instead of yeah, just and like, it wasn't music a, like a cat coming. Yeah, it was just sound effect. Like it was yeah. natural. Like that's what a sound would make when a hand would bust through a window. Yeah. Um, the whole design of the gin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it's D-J-I-N-N, just yes. so people don't think I'm talking about the alcoholic beverage. Uh, with it just being like a floating sheet with a humanoid shape, mm-hmm. I thought that was really effective. You know, it, it's I would be 
more creeped out seeing that than thinking I'm seeing a person. Like seeing a sheet that you know doesn't have legs and doesn't, it, but it still has a shape and it's just kind of flying around. It's just um, a, a floating. Uh, hear me out. Synopsis being, yeah, floating evil being. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, and it, it like it just uh, so the gin like moves with the wind. So like if there's like any air just circulating through the house or anything, so it's it's able to go th- like follow with it. Yeah, uh, this is kind of going off topic. Do you watch like any like? Anything where it's like paranormal investigations or anything? Oh, my dad used to be like, he loved that shit. That is my one. I don't want to call it a guilty pleasure because I don't think, you know, anything that you like should be, should make you feel guilty or or embarrassed. But I love paranormal shit. Um, I don't necessarily believe in it. I'm, I don't want to call myself skeptic either because usually people who call themselves skeptic believe in it but don't want to tell people they believe it in yeah there's Uh, a lot of good ones i forget what we used to watch but there was like a bald dude and like a regular looking dude i can't remember the name uh, of ghost adventures is the one i watch all the time that's the one he Um, i think that's the one he watched all the time there's this uh youtube channel this is not my plug by the way just kind of the word gin reminded me of it uh there's this youtube channel called uh nukes top five and it's always like ghost videos and shit um and there's this one guy he regularly has on there who's like a Saudi Arabian ghost uh, or paranormal investigator. And the dude just goes into haunted houses and just like if a door slams on him, he'll like again, it could be a hoax or whatever. Yeah, I the thing for paranormal investigators is I believe they believe it. And that's all that really matters to me. <laughs> um <laughs> So if if he's not a hoax and it's as it's actually like the wind shutting it, yeah. anytime a door slams in his face, he fucking kicks it open like he's Rambo. <laughs> it's so fucking cool. He's just he's 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 like praying and um uh like saying Allahu Akbar, which is just praying. It's not yeah. It just means God is great. It's not you know a terrorist thing. Terrorists just made it bad for Americans. But he he goes Allahu Akbar and like kicks the door open and he just <laughs> he, he's so fucking cool. You could tell he's like terrified too, which is yeah. why I believe that he believes that he, there's hauntings happening. But it's 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 just really funny and that made me think of it. But getting back to the movie, um, uh, the. What were we talking about with the movie? I don't know where you were connecting this from, but (laughs) just the word "gin." I wanted to bring up the that guy, and and Uh, you know, we were talking about jump scares last. Jump scares. Um, Um, The uh, a great thing. I I love the music in this too. Like it's mm -hmm. very subtle. It's not overbearing. It's it's like a nice score that just adds a little bit of tension that you don't even notice unless you're looking for it. And that's with horror movies how it should be. Like this was a relatively silent horror movie for the most part, and that's oh, when yeah, horror I mean, is at its best. Two people, like the whole film. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone's leaving. Um, you know, after the, the missile lands in their apartment, which was a crazy scene when mm-hmm. he, she just walks in and sees a giant missile that hasn't gone off. It's it's just such a it's. It's cool to see horror movies done by countries that you're not completely familiar with. And that's why um, we're here, man. That's why we're here, man. Um, yeah, I mean, that that whole scene was crazy. Um, there's one other notable one for me, and it was most of the dream sequences. Like, uh, when, yeah, they were really powerful. When the mom was asleep, uh, there was one specific, like in towards the beginning of the movie when she like first like does her dream sequence where like... 
the camera like follows her getting up. It's like uh, like a weird angle, and then it like oh, yeah. centers to her, and then it, it it centers to her, and then it like it pans over to the daughter and the mom, and then the daughter goes to bed with the mom and pans back over. It's actually really crazy, like something you'd see out of that. Uh, oh, what's that one movie where the guy's like, like got a robot in his head or some shit? Oh, um, upgraded. Upgrade. Yeah. Which, have you seen yet? I still have not seen it. You gotta I, watch I watched it. a little bit of it. Yeah, like it's something like you you expected from that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever like the robot took or like the AI took over his body. Or yeah, where it keeps her head upright no matter yeah. what the angle is. Oh, that was really cool, and it did kind of something different every dream sequence with mm-hmm. with, uh, with throughout the movie, and I, I thought that was really cool. But, yeah, uh, really well done. Yeah, I agree. I that that was a really incredible sequence just you know how the camera worked and everything mm-hmm. um the one thing i i you know at first i thought it was going to be bad you know we started with that bang uh, literally and figuratively mm-hmm. uh at the beginning where it's like it builds the world really quickly and and very well and shows you ex- everyone's mindset all at once but then it kind of it slows down a bit, which I was a wor- I was worried about for a little bit, but then when it started picking up, I really got into it. But there was a, a good 15-minute, 20-minute span where I was kind of getting bored. But it is definitely one of those movies where if you stick with it through the boredom, it is going to be rewarding at the end. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of the actress who played the daughter, but, you know, yeah, child actors child always actors hit are very this. hard to get. Yeah, and I'm not saying she was bad. She just kind of seemed like she was acting, which is a problem with most child actors is that they seem like they're acting rather than just acting. Um, And it's, again, just nitpick. All all the problems I have with this are nitpicks. I mean, it it doesn't help that there was, like like I said, primarily it was like two people in this whole movie. Like the other people were just kind of come and go. Which makes uh, the main actresses, uh, I'm not even going to try to say it, Rashidi, I know how to say that. So uh, it makes her performance that much more impressive because she didn't really have anything to work off of. Mm -hmm. Um, And and it it just shows how strong of an actress she is uh, that... You know, I kind of wanted to see what other stuff she's in. The uh, she's in Speed Racer for a little <laughs> bit. Her her character's name is a Persian announcer in uh, Eon Flux, which is apparently is a terrible movie, but I remember it coming out. Is that with uh, Charlize Theron? Yeah, she plays a pregnant woman. So, oh wow. Um, yeah, she. I don't think she's really uh, come over to the states much, which not a problem at all. Like if if uh, you know. Actors, actors and actresses want to stay in their country and yeah. uh, just kind of build up their film uh, industry over there. That's perfectly fine. Uh, like, in a way, it's kind of preferable so you don't just kind of get stolen by America like we steal everything. Yeah, pretty, pretty much, <laughs> honestly. Um, but you know, they're all, they're also always welcome to come over. It's, 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 I mean, yeah, it would be nice to see what else she could do, especially with how many movies we crank out a year. Yeah. She, Um, she was fantastic and I, I definitely want to check out some of her other films. Yeah. Um, see what, uh, what else we can, uh, see of hers. I'm, I'm kind of looking at her, uh, all of her awards except for one is for Under the Shadow. Um, she also won for A2Z, which 
looks interesting. I'll maybe check that out. She's but been uh, on, a, on a lot of TV series. Yeah, she's probably like a, a mainly a television actress. Not not everyone has like the big separation that we do here, uh, which is slowly going away. Like in the '90s, you would never see someone from TV being on a on in a movie, and now you can see that all the time. Yeah. Um. So I'm glad that's going away. I think it's dumb that there was ever a separation, but. I don't really have too much to say about this. It's a really intense film. Uh, it's kind of cool seeing the folklore of a, a, another country mm-hmm. displayed on on film, and and uh, I, I really of, uh, the American version of the folklore. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, like uh, the forest. <laughs> the forest. Uh, the Grudge is one that I think does it pretty well. The yeah. the Japanese version is definitely better. Yeah. Not saying otherwise. I but haven't it, seen it, but I know it's better. But it's one of the actual good American. <laughs> but versions. yeah, the American, the first Grudge American movie is mm-hmm. good, and the rest have been shit. But uh, I'm sure the the Japanese one's a thousand times better, and I'll probably get a lot of shit for saying I haven't seen it. But I'm gonna see it. I, I, I watched it. I didn't. I don't think I watched the whole thing though. That's the uh, only problem. Was this uh, pre Mike Glenn? Yes. Okay, you piece of shit. How I'm could you? Such an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think the only thing else I have to talk about is kind of the ending. Not like the like long length talk about it, but it, it kind of leaves it open ended. Um, uh, with with the monster of uh, the, the jinn, um, what what it does is if it possesses one of like the I- most like cared for items, mm-hmm. then like it has a hold of you. Yeah. And at the end of the movie, they're driving away from their uh, their apartment. And both uh, both items of these characters are like you could they're left at the building. So it, it, I don't know if that means like they still possess them, like or not. I think it does. Um, not like po- like possessed, possessed, but um, yeah, just like yeah. In uh, Ghost Adventures, they, they call it an attachment. Yeah, they've got their <laughs> they've got their grasp on you, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. And for the the lead character. Uh, Rashidi. Um, That's her last name. That's yeah, all we're yeah, going to yeah. say. Um, she, they have her mother's uh, like medical book that she like gave a gift to uh, the character. And then with yeah. the daughter, it was like this doll. And both items were kind of left at the apartment. So it kind of leaves it open-ended, I guess, uh, in a way. Uh, which I thought yeah, was definitely. also cool. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, in America, they would make a, a sequel because of that open-ending. But mm-hmm. I hope they don't because... I, really I don't, don't think they will. I don't yeah. think it's uh, it'd be justifiable. Yeah, I I I think the biggest problem with you know America mass consumption also. mass consumption of entertainment today is that no one is ever satisfied. Yeah, not not no one. Most people are never satisfied with an open ended thing. They just want more and more and more and more. Mm-hmm. And why? Like, it's so much better, in my opinion, to have questions to create a discussion because otherwise the the discussion doesn't last long if things are answered. It's just yeah. like, oh, did you see it? Yeah, I saw it. Wasn't it good? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> bye. Yeah, also if- the way America would do it is like they'd have like the Jin visible in like the backseat of the car or some, some oh, shit. Yeah. And then like the next movie would be like this woman's cousin or something like mourning over her. <laughs> Yeah, really. And then the djinn would take over that character. <laughs> Just something stupid. That we yeah, do it'd be very stupid. For no reason. But uh, yeah, should we move on to the judgment? Uh, I think so. All right, Glenn, 
Under the Shadow with your pick, so you have to decide, is this a lovely little shelf boy with a nice salute to things? <laughs> with their pants held high. With their pants <laughs> held high, which is better, I think we agree, than yeah, around his ankles. That's very... <laughs> Very true. Um, <laughs> I was thoroughly impressed by this movie. Um, it's the first uh, Iraqi, Iranian, whatever, without sounding like an asshole, whichever area this is from movie. Um, it's the first one I've ever seen of this type, and I thought it was actually really well done. It had a lot of good moments and stuff like that, so I think I want to actually make it a shelf boy. Sweet. Uh, I would agree. Like It completely blew me away from that very first scene where you know it, it showed the character and the world and everyone's reaction to the world in one quick two minute scene. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I knew that this was a, a well, uh, crafted film from that point. Um, and even regardless of the problems I had with it, I I really enjoyed it for the most part. So I would agree that under the shadow is a shelf boy. A shelf boy along with Apostle and, you and know, Apostle. the king. And the and, mummy. I did confirm the that mummy. the mummy. Happy as Lazaro. <laughs> One day we'll just have like a, the, the list next to us so we don't name the same three movies <laughs> every day. Hey, Apostle's still a great movie. That, that movie, I think of that movie a lot. I did too. I, I actually recently, well, not to get off topic, but I recently heard somebody talk shit about that movie. I'm like, oh, I would you need fight to get away them. from me right now. I would fight them. And it was like another movie. Like I was listening to their podcast. It was a movie critic. I'm like, <sighs> if you hate Apostle, I get that. I understand that. It's fine. But you're wrong, and I hate you. Yeah. He also tried to justify himself. He's like, honestly, when I did watch it, I'll say this. I do. I wasn't thoroughly invested in it. So I don't know. Maybe I'll give it a rewatch. Like, oh, yeah. okay. Well, that's the thing. Well, like I watch a lot of movies then, where I'm not then invested. Don't judge in a movie it. before you watch it. What? The yeah. Fuck? Like there's plenty of movies where like you bring it up or someone else brings it up, and I'm just like, hey. I did see that I wasn't really invested in it or wasn't in the right mindset. So I didn't really care for it, but I do want to give it another shot. Yeah. I would never say it's bad, but should we move on to plugs? Then? I, Since I think we should under the shadow to... is a shelf boy. I think we should move on for sure. We um, got, we got derailed a bit. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> um, since it is my turn this week, I think I will obviously go first. Um, mm -hmm. so my plug is from the YouTube channel GQ. Um, uh, they recently, and by recently, I mean a, a year ago, uh, <laughs> half a year ago, um, <laughs> they did a interview with uh, Robert De Niro and Al Pacino, and it is called Robert De Niro and Al Pacino have an epic conversation. Ooh. Uh, obviously, two legends in the movie industry. Um, yeah. Just kind of talking to each other, and by that, I mean Al Pacino talks a lot and Robert De Niro agrees a lot. That's just yeah. the way Robert De Niro is. Uh, yeah. they, they discuss a lot of things. They talk about their roles in uh, movies they have been in together. Uh, they talk about how they were almost uh, Glenn Gary and Glenn Ross, um, but they never had a director and just uh, you know stuff like that. It's a, it's a pretty relatively short considering uh, interview. It's 17 yeah. minutes. Cool. I, th I thought it was really good. Cool, yeah. So that is GQ. Robert De Niro and Al Pacino have an ever conversation. We met long before we ever... Got well known, yeah. Whatever, yeah. We we met. Uh, I'll never forget it. 14th Street. Yeah. Huh? On 14th Street, he he and I, uh, we 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 shared some friends together. And I was walking, we we're walking toward, uh, I think it was uh, First Avenue or something. And yeah. I saw Bob coming the other way, and he happened to know the people I was with, and they introduced us. Uh, I'm sticking with the theme of last week and going with music. 
Uh, I recently discovered a uh, punk band from England called Idols, mm. and they have a music video that is really dope. It's really well made. It's the artistry of it's really cool. Uh, it's not like cr- crazy. It's just really cool to look at, and yeah. it's a great song called Colossus. So my okay. plug for this week is the music video for Colossus by Idols. Look at that. So those are our plugs for this week. That brings us to our assignment for next week. It is the third week in the se- the sequence. So that means <laughs> Netflix roulette. How will Netflix roulette do us dirty this week? Let's see how it Admittedly, goes. last time it wasn't too bad. It was Hancock. Uh, but, you know, other than that, it's it's been pretty terrible. And that one did not make up for it. So as everyone knows, we're doing the best of three spins here. So, should I spin it the first time, Glenn? Spin it the first time. All right. Spin away, as they say. <laughs> Asperger's Are Us. <laughs> oh. It's a documentary, a comedy documentary, uh, with... Stand by. For members of the comedy troupe, Asperger's Are Us, it's easier to associate a faceless audience than with their own families. No matter who the crowd, best, no matter who the crowd, best friends Noah, New Michael, Jack, and Ethan have one simple mantra: who, "We would much rather the audience appreciate us com- as comedians than people who have overcome adversity." And this coming of age, read more is what it says. <laughs> coming so, of age, heartfelt documentary. It keeps long. going. I'm going to stop it there. Uh, so that is the first spin. Aspergers are us. It sounds pretty interesting. Okay. Um, could be a potential winner. Another 2016 S- movie. Like yes. We just had. Spitting it again. Uh, that one sounded drunk. What the hell? <laughs> I was drunk. You're drunk. Spin, go uh, home. <laughs> this one looks... It has umlauts, so I'm not sure if it's... Oh, let me make sure that you can actually watch it on Netflix, because it's definitely not English. Kill Me If You Dare is the English title, maybe? Uh, good luck pronouncing any oh, of these yeah. names. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same one. So, kill me if you dare, or as the one, uh, the the original thing is. I I don't know what it doesn't say what country this is from. Does it on your end? Uh, no. Okay, well, it's called Ulder Benny Selvgilm. And it's directed by Senol Sonmez. I don't know why I'm reading them. We might not pick this one, so I'm going to stop right there. But uh, uh, Killing Me, Darling is a story of a couple who decide to kill each other. Okan and Demet are married couple for five years. However, despite their years together, their relationship is not very Turkish. good. Uh, the rest of it just kind of seems to ramble on. So it's about two couples that kill each other, a couple that kills each other uh, or want to kill each other. Uh, so that is... 
kill me darling and is so the third spin kill me if you dare i'm so confused the, i don't know it says right, kill well, me if you dare move on for now <laughs> yeah we're gonna move on uh the rating of it's not very optimistic 4.5 out of 10 so we might not even pick that one but the next third and final spin is a road to perdition holy shit Starring um, the great Tom Hanks, directed by Sam Mendes. I don't even have to read this. Uh, Mike Sullivan works as a hitman for a crime boss, John Rooney. Sullivan views Rooney as a father figure until his dumbass son kills his family, and then things go down. I think and I, said, I made that up on the flash. What was that? I think you could just stop talking, to be honest. I'm I think sorry. we know. Yeah, we know. I think we know. <laughs> so, do we know that we're going to watch Road to Perdition? I think we know we're going to watch Road to Perdition. We're going to watch Road to Perdition... I, I want to write down Asperger's R Us because that does sound interesting. Yeah, it's uh, true. I might just watch it not as a podcast. Uh, but Netflix coming in with a save. I yeah, was starting I mean, to... after the last two. Uh, yeah. Not that like Hancock was bad again, but uh, this one, this one's, I mean, it's, I'm not saying it. <clears throat> what? <laughs> so, uh, Road to Perdition, uh, directed by Sam Mendes, starring Tom Hanks. Uh, Jude Law, uh, Daniel Craig, Paul Newman, Kieran Hands, uh, a whole bunch of people. Stanley Tucci's in there for a hot minute. A whole bunch. It's a great cast. Uh, it is um, about Mike Sullivan, who works as a hitman for a crime boss, John Rooney. Sullivan views Rooney as a father figure. However, his, after his son is witness to a killing, Mike Sullivan finds himself on the run in an attempt to save the life of his son and at the same time looking for revenge for those who wronged him. That is on Netflix. That is Road to Perdition. I watched this like three, four weeks ago, and I'm stoked to watch it again. <laughs> it's, it's one of those movies that I definitely wanted to rewatch again, so like I'm glad to... I would be more than happy to just rewatch oh, yeah. it on Netflix. Yes, it's a 7.7 .7 out of 10 on uh, IMDb, 81% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, we are in for a good time. It might, not make, the, it, it it might, might not, not make the shelf, shelf boy. You know, it could it be put not. in the dumpster boy. And that is on Netflix as well as Tubi. And as always, you can rent it on uh, probably Amazon or uh, iTunes. So Road to Perdition is our assignment for next week. Thank you, everybody, for listening. As always, you can check out our website, KeystoneFilmReview.com. On Instagram, we're Keystone underscore film underscore review. Twitter, Keystone underscore film. On Facebook, Keystone Film Review. And on Letterboxd, I am Mike KFR. And I am Glenn KFR. And that will do it until next week when we watch Road to Perdition. I almost said Road Watch to Perdition. Road Watch. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye, everyone.